Do you like Bethel? So do we. Welcome to our podcast, Trusting the Process. I'm Zach Brunner, and I like green eggs and ham, the all-new grilled cheese burrito from Taco Bell, and the smell of gasoline. I'm Teresa Swanson, and I like people, places, and things. And I'm Bronson, and I like dinosaurs, Legos, and I can cook minute rice in 55 seconds. Welcome to Modern Story Podcast, episode number two. Today we're telling stories about the impact Bethel has had on our lives. To start, we have Zach, and he will be discussing how his journey to Bethel was quite a bit different than the normal route. The freshman experience typically is full of new friendships, exciting experiences, and a bit of shenanigans. His story, however, entitled Perseverance Through Tribulation, begins with a little twist. People say that your college years are some of the best years of your life. Years that are full of exciting firsts, new beginnings, and the thrill of living on your own for the first time in your life. Some argue that your freshman year of college is the best of them all, with all the thrills of potential relationships that can lead to a lifetime of friendship, or perhaps even more. These are all expectations that many people, myself included, have when arriving at their new university for the very first time. Little did I know, however, that the next two years would become the most complex and life-altering years of my young life. James 1, 2-3 tells us that through trials and tribulations, our faith is tested and strengthened. If only there was some way that I could have known the extent of these trials before they happened. Put yourself in my shoes for just a moment. You're an incoming freshman at a large public university. You mainly are attending this particular university because your girlfriend at the time also chose to go there. You've been dating for two years, so you assume this is the way to go. What could possibly go wrong? If I could only sit down with my past self and give him a bit of wisdom. If I've learned one thing throughout the years, it's that you should always expect the unexpected, as cliche as that sounds. Not even a full month into my first semester at the University of Eau Claire, I had the unexpected happen. One minute, I was with my friends enjoying a crisp fall evening. The next thing I know, I'm laying in a hospital bed surrounded by doctors who all seemed equally as confused as I was. Three different hospitals later, and pages upon pages of tests resulted in the weirdest of outcomes. Absolutely nothing. The multitude of tests and exams proved nothing and left the doctors completely shocked. While I was sick, I had no clue what was going on the entire time. Sleeping for almost entire days, complete disassociation, and a constant feeling of dread that had completely overtaken me. After finally being able to go back to college, my life was completely flipped upside down. My girlfriend broke up with me the day I got back from the hospital leading me into a downward spiral from an already low start starting point. Over the next year and a half, I took an enormous leap of quite literal faith by leaving the painful and difficult situation that encapsulated my time at Eau Claire behind. Bethel University seemed like quite the radical change from Eau Claire. However, this turned out to be exactly what I needed to point my life back in the right direction. The doctors eventually were able to identify what induced these episodes, what they call them, which helped ease my uncertainty immensely. I chose not to share the name of my illness due to the fact that there really isn't much known about it yet, and false information is just so easy to find when looking it up on Google. 
I still continue to have month-long episodes of my one in every three million syndrome. However, I am now surrounded by a Christ-like community that will accept me for my imperfections and embrace the uncertainty that I have. I used to wonder, what would my life look like if this illness hadn't radically changed my life? Would I be with my girlfriend still? Would I be the same man I am now? Uh, I now see that because I faced trials and tribulations, because I persevered, uh, because I took an enormous leap of faith, that I am exactly where I need to be. I'm still struggling daily with this illness, both mentally and physically. An episode could occur at any time, any moment. However, the simple fact that the community of believers, a community that believes in the healing and restoration of God and the Word of God, can have on a lost soul like mine was incredible. Bethel and the incredible friends that it has given me will always hold a special place in my heart. A leap of faith may seem unreasonable and risky, but sometimes it's exactly what you need. Zach, great story. Um, something I'm wondering is, why Bethel? What made you choose to transfer here? And had you ever considered it before? Yeah, so going into freshman year, I never actually toured Bethel, but my siblings have, and they both ended up going to Bethel. So, and my, my siblings both, they have a very, um, they have like a high impact on my life. So when I, when they told me that it was a safe place, to come in a safe place to learn, then I realized that's exactly what I needed. Awesome. Well, Zach, appreciate you for sharing that with us. Can uh, you see Bethel continuing a lasting impact on your life as much as it has brought already? I definitely can. I have created lasting friendships and relationships that I would never have been able to have if I had never came here. So there's, there's definitely that. What do you see as the best change or improvement in your life that Bethel has done for you? The best change would be to put me back in like a Christ-centered environment, whereas at Eau Claire, I was just, I went completely downhill and dissolved my faith. So just to put me back on track was incredible. Next, Teresa is here to discuss a story of her own, which shines a little light on the difficulties and emotional toll of waiting on an educational opportunity. It's the first day of college. Outfit already picked and backpack already packed. I'm awake by 7 a.m. for my 7.40 Principles of Economics class. Exciting, right? Well, beside the, beside the fact I have that early of a class three days a week, I could not be more excited and nervous at the same time. I'm ready to start the next four years of my life here. But it's also the first day of senior year of high school. Soon after moving to Minnesota, just before my sophomore year of high school, I became obsessed with the idea of attending Bethel University for college. I had never been so close to Christian colleges, and I was completely set on choosing Bethel. My mom told me I'd never be able to go. We'd never be able to afford it. But I was determined to prove her wrong. She actually ended up proving herself wrong when one day she told me that I should apply for Bethel's PSEO program for senior year. PSEO, or post-secondary enrollment options, is the option to take college courses as a senior, junior, and even sophomore in high school, all paid for by the government. I could get an entire year's worth of college paid for if I was accepted into the program, and my mom was all for it. Even though I was very excited for Bethel, I wasn't too sure about starting college courses early. 
until my mom mentioned that I could choose to live on campus. I'm sold. How cool would it be to live on campus? I felt ready enough for college, and I was in love with the idea, so I got going and sent in my application. It was around the end of April when my application was due, and I was supposed to hear sometime early May what decision they made. I was a little anxious, unknown if I'd get in, unknown of what the next year would look like if I did, but I just waited. Finally, the email comes in. My scores are too low and I'm waitlisted. Dang. This is a moment where I gave up on this idea of PSEO. To me, being waitlisted was just a nice way of being declined. So time goes by, it's summertime now, I'm planning for my senior year of high school. My classes are chosen, my senior photo shoot is scheduled, my yearbook is bought, and I'm even on the student council executive board. But then, on August 6th, I receive an email from Bethel Admissions. Hi, Teresa. Congratulations on being accepted PSEO at Bethel University for fall 2019. I'm frozen after I read this email. What just happened? Three months after being waitlisted and they suddenly accept me? I feel very conflicted with my emotions. During the application process, I loved the idea of moving into college early. But now, after getting excited for senior year, I started con contemplating whether I'd accept or not. I had to choose between giving up my last year of high school, which some say is the best year, leaving my friends, leaving my family and my home, or moving into college to be on my own and suddenly jumping into the next chapter of my life. When I told my parents about the email, they um, immediately told me to accept. They said I'd be stupid to pass up a free year of classes and textbooks. They were right about that. I listened to them and I trust that this, for some reason, for more reason than free school, is the decision I should make. So just like that, I'm a college student, as well as a high school senior, and I have 21 days until move-in day. It was only about a week in when I decided that I had made the right choice. I loved the community I was surrounded by, and that stayed true throughout the whole year. I thought I'd be back at home most weekends to hang out with my friends, but no offense to them, I almost never wanted to do that. My weekends consisted of spending just about all my time with my friends on campus. There is nothing I love more than being here at Bethel. I watched myself grow in maturity, and I saw myself grow academically, socially, and spiritually. It was the best year of my life, I made the best decision of my life, and I could not be more grateful for taking that leap of faith. Wow, that is quite a bit different than the average incoming freshman story. Um, Teresa, if you were given the opportunity to start college all over again, would you still have chosen to do this PSEO route? Yes, definitely I would. Um, I mean, like I just said, it was the best decision that I think I could have made, and yeah, I would have chosen that time and time again. Thank you, for Ter Teresa, for uh, sharing that. How has PSEO impacted your time at Bethel, and where do you think you would be without your ability to utilize PSEO as a head start? Well, I think PSEO definitely, I mean, it kind of just forces you to kind of grow up and just puts you in college like just like that and um, like I said I definitely grew in maturity and um, it was just a really great experience for me um, kind of feel like less scary than if I had waited until my traditional freshman year because um, I kind of just had to go with the flow so it definitely helped me and like I said the relationships that I made um, definitely the, the best thing to come out of this. Lastly, we will have Bronson discussing a bit about his past and how he, in a sense, beat the odds to get a free education with fears of leaving all he knew in California. His life has been drastically changed and here he is to harp on what exactly changed for the better. Yeah.
Bethel has been in my life and continues to be on a daily basis. I never thought once about leaving the West Coast, leaving the consistent amazing weather, family, and at the time, what was normality. The weather, for starters, was so consistent I had the ability to play spike ball on the beach in the middle of January with friends, enjoying life without a care in the world. As a person who grew up 15 minutes from the main beach scene in San Diego and someone who had lived on the coast for the entirety of my life, I knew it would be an adjustment. But I also knew getting away was exactly what I needed and longed for in my teenage years. From sunny, warm winter days to now waking up in the middle of January to temperatures where zero degrees became normal was the most dramatic change. It was such a change that I can walk out and my face froze while also losing the ability to breathe comfortably. Never had I ever thought to experience once in my lifetime this adjustment. I also come, I have also come to adjusting to allowing others to help me out and looking out for me during certain times of my life. From not consistently having a home throughout the majority of my life to not even having much involvement or support from parents. I could say the football coaches have done more than enough to fill that hole in my life and have even emphasized the importance to getting off the right foot in adulthood. This entire move has benefited me in countless ways that I can't truly fathom during certain points, points when I sit back and reflect. Not only has the weather changed or my lifestyle been dramatically changed either, but Bethel has been a place where I have had true support that doesn't seem to wander off and leave me stranded as I've been exposed to countless times before. Although leaving my brothers was hard and leaving my normal life that may not be so normal to an average person was left behind, this decision was definitely not one I regret. It was one for the better and has shown me that there's more in the world than I actually thought I knew. With the ability to obtain a degree without the inconsistency I have, I have experienced regarding parental figures and life in general is an immense blessing that I could not be more grateful to have. Through the struggles and all, I have truly found a way to make it happen, and I definitely do not see myself stopping or slowing down anytime soon. Bronson, that's an incredible story. I can't even imagine coming coming from a different state, especially one as far away from Minnesota as California. I'm sure you get similar questions all the time about how different California must be than, you know, the snowy, freezing cold Minnesota. However, how has coming to school in Minnesota shifted your cultural perspective versus California from here? I'm gonna say that it it hasn't really changed. It, it seems pretty similar uh, besides the fact that it gets a lot colder and you get to experience temperatures below zero, which was something I never thought that I'd even experience growing up at all, especially being from California. So there wasn't too many changes or adjustments that I had to make, but buying winter coats was one of them. <laughs> um, so you said you were impressed by, or you were impressed kind of by the community at Bethel and how much of a family your coaches, team, and friends have been. And you noticed how willing people are to help you. Um, was this something that you noticed that was specific to Bethel, or does this reflect your experiences in Minnesota as a whole? Um, I would say that it does reflect Bethel, but it also does reflect Minnesota. I've I've also like met people outside of Bethel that have been willing to do the same thing and willing to lend a hand when it's needed. So I definitely think it's just a tribute to Minnesota. Great. What did we learn today? I feel as though all of our stories share incredibly similar experiences, both literally and emotionally. This is crazy to me because 
I felt like I was an exception when I was faced with all these trials and tribulations and stuff like that that I had to go through. It's very humbling to know that there are more people out there that I can talk to and share my experiences with, just like you guys. Yeah, I agree with Zach. Um, our stories are all quite similar. And I personally just love how Bethel has impacted each of us in such a positive and life-changing way. Um, it really shines light on the character of the community here. We just want to do a special thanks to some people for helping us out on this Modern Story podcast at Bethel University in St. Paul, Minnesota. Thanks to Nick Swedlund and Alyssa Tay for building the podcast studio and giving us access to it. Thank you so much to the writers who inspired our stories, and we should thank each other for our edits. Yeah. Make sure to look for our next episode of Modern Story Podcast. And lastly, go tell your brothers, mothers, cousins, best friend about Modern Story. And your fish. And your uncle. <laughs> your fish's uncle. And make sure to go tell it on the mountain. Go tell it on the mountain. Hey. Over the hills and everywhere. All righty.